Hello my spontaneous people, this is Shiny Boy here, and welcome to My Culture Mind. This is the show where I talk about anything in the world of modern culture for music, movies, TV, food, and all that stuff. And today, we have another packed episode for you today, because we will be talking, we have some music stuff to, to be discussing, um, some food stuff, like, which is rarely what I really talk about, but we finally have something to incorporate. Um, of course, uh, everything that's been happening, uh, on Wednesday, which is the Loki premiere, the series premiere, and that is something that I am really looking forward to be talking about. But before before I get started, if you are new to the podcast, thank you so much for listening today. This podcast is available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, and wherever you can get your podcast. So whether, without further ado, let's start off with this. I'm going to start with, uh, with food because I actually try the bts meal and it was it was all right it was you know it's it's nothing fancy whatnot i only tried the uh unfortunately they ran out of sweet chili sauce so but i have an idea what it would taste like mostly because i've had sweet chili and and sweet chili sauce it's it's really good um but for the the Cajun, uh, uh, Cajun, uh, I think I don't know if it's like if I pronounced it cor- correctly. So I, I I do apologize. It's more of a mustardy sort of sauce. Um, it's all right. Not what I wanted for my nuggets. Um, with with chicken McNuggets, I always go for a tangy barbecue sauce. That is my go-to sauce. Um, I think it, it I think it just pairs pretty well for me at least. Um, that tangy sweet um I, I i i actually had dino nuggets this morning and i just used the the tangy barbecue sauce that i've uh, had left over so the bts meal there weren't any photo cards um i thought there were gonna be photo uh, photo cards and my little sister was like <laughs> i wanted to sell them <laughs> so i mean there are some desperate girls out there and also desperate girls who probably even want to buy the bag the bag it just has the bts logo for like it it, it's nothing special really It, it really isn't um it's like this chain of like you know selling products so yeah um overall the bts meal i mean at least you're getting 10 mcnuggets you know that's that's all it is. I wish they had added a burger. Um, I do wish they incorporate the bulgogi burger from Korea, which they had. Um, it's nothing like nothing rave, nothing raved about, but for McDonald's standards, like you know, I think it will be pretty good. So it, I, I know it's not going to be like mind blowing. It's going to change how McDonald's is, but at least like something, not just a sauce. Like that's what they're advertising is the sauce. It reminded me of of when <laughs> because of Rick and Morty the Szechuan sauce and everybody I remembered a huge huge ass line a long ass line uh, for at a McDonald's just for sauce because they love Rick and Morty and I remembered I remembered trying to get into that line and and I think I got a packet I, I don't remember. It was it was alright. It's it's nothing to rave about. It it's like kinda like teriyaki sauce. Like it's so crazy how people would 
go to lengths for food, really. However, um, I remembered when Popeyes, when Popeyes had, um, had, um, when they brought the, the, the their own chicken, uh, fried chicken sandwich, and some people were like, oh, it's just a marketing thing, it's nothing special, and then when you have it, 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 it is probably one of the best fast, fast food, fast food fried chicken sandwiches out there. Um, no offense to Chick-fil-A, but, but I, I do think the Popeye's fried chicken sandwich is much better, um, with, uh, because there's a bit of crispiness on the bun, just a little bit, um, and the sauce and the, uh, I don't really have pickles, but if I were to have it with pickles, it would still be good. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's just a good sandwich. It, it's a really good sandwich. I went off on a tangent. I do apologize. <laughs> so yeah. um, also, moving um, moving away from moving from, moving away from food is music. Now, uh, y'all know I love K-pop. You know I love K-pop. EXO is back, and they had a this comeback was more of like a. It, it's it's sort of a gift. It's sort of a gift for XOLs because uh, members are going to the military. They're gonna be uh, they're gonna be serving their duty. So the least they could do is to film this music video before everybody goes. It's it's such a nice thing to see. And also, my man Lay, my man Lay, uh, even though he couldn't make it to like the uh, physical shooting, at least they give him like an opportunity to shine, uh, with the green screen, and then, like, just to dance with the members in a CGI matter, but, but still, I, I, I think the song is, I think the song is, you know, fun, and I think that's what we need, it, it's not, it's not the, uh, typical, like hardcore meaningful sort of like you need to dive into the music video no this is just a just a music video about them dancing and having fun it's it i i kind of miss music videos like that and right now right now it's around 50 million uh 50 million views which is uh, still crazy i still think so um of course be i'm not gonna compare them uh I'm not going to compare them to other groups who get more views than, you know, uh, like for, for like a few days, but you, you got to admit for EXO, who's been doing, who's been in this business for so long and they still dance, like, you know, there are, they are brilliant dancers and they are also brilliant vocalists as well. Um, because they, they have this legacy. They have this legacy of talent. Uh, they are just, you know, on top of their performances. And that's why I love EXO so much. Because of how, how, how hard they work. And how they maintain their abilities to, like, give great performance. Very great performances. So, and I also listened to the album. The album, uh, the mini album is solid. It's a, it's a solid mini album. It's a good treat for XOLs who... XOLs, if you don't know, XOLs are uh, the fans of EXO. And and I think it's a really good treat for them to just have this 
it's it's just a nice feeling and it's a step back from all the hardcore performances and artsy performances and like music videos and all that stuff like exo doesn't have to i'm not saying like exo doesn't have to try but the fact that they did this is it's it's, it's just amazing i i really appreciate uh, all the work that they've done so go check out exo's comeback don't stop the feeling oh don't not don't stop the feeling uh don't fight the feeling it's so it's so good and kyung i feel like this is an era for kyungsu lei and shuman who have been and, and especially for lei as well who has hasn't been in a in a comeback in a long time Tempo was just a cameo, but at least Lei had an opportunity to sing, and that is, that's what makes it special, you know, that's what makes it special, like, no matter what he does, no matter what projects he's doing, he still cares about EXO, and, uh, that's the chemistry, that's the chemistry of it, and if, if, if he didn't care, or if the members didn't care, like, like, what's the point of doing it so the fact that they're like willing to put him in the music video it's just so heartwarming to see that so yeah all right now moving on to some arrowverse arrowverse cisco ramon vibe uh he made his goodbye he made his goodbye on the flash and he it was and i gotta say this episode Despite how cheesy this episode is, this is what we needed. This is what we needed. Everything was so depressing. Uh, uh, not like too dark. It's more about like families and inner struggles. It, it was just, it was a little too much for me. Or I was wondering like, what is the the tone of the show now? What is it? And the fact that they were able to do this episode were... You see Barry being like, you know, like you show a little bit of happiness and just like goofing off. It's and, and also vibe as well, reflecting. And I really like this message of vibe expressing his fear. He never talked about his fear until in front of Caitlyn and Barry. And that's the thing, Caitlyn and Barry and Cisco, the, the three, the main three, um, with Tom Cavanaugh. That's what made this show, you know, work. That's what made the show enjoyable. It it was the, it was them four, and it was them four who who started off, and it was so brilliant. And just seeing that photo of them it's during season one, it's just so. It is so um, memorable. It's so memorable. It's so sweet. Um, and then Cisco discussing his fear about everybody moved on except for me that is something i probably would have talked about in it, it kind of relates to what i talked about in my thoughtful mind yesterday so if you haven't checked out my uh, my thoughtful mind uh you could go check out that episode um it's it's already available go check it out it's about fulfilling your potential, and Cisco has this fear that he's not doing that. He, he fears that everybody is is growing except for him, and stuck at Star, Star Labs. Like, what can he do that he will benefit himself? And and now he's going to move to Argus. Uh, I believe that he's moving to to Star City. 
Um, so after he moved to Star City, that would be the uh, that would be the uh, the start of of, uh, of of his new journey. So I I will miss Vibe, but I feel like moments like this, and I, I believe it's also the actor as well. And it, it's not like he hates or uh, hates the Flash or anything of that or like the show. I think it's like I feel like it's time. It's time we've discussed this, um, and and the actors probably know it too. That like this show, it does mean a lot of people. However, when there is a time when you feel like the show must end, it's the same thing for The Office, Parks and Rec. Um, there's a time where you have to end a show before it gets tiresome, and like, what other stories can you tell? So, but what I am excited for is Impulse and um, Excess coming back for The Flash. So, for their, uh, I, I don't know if it's 150 or 200 episode, I forgot. But, oh, sorry, <laughs> I'm just a little tired. I'm excited for that episode. So, and how this show is going to move forward. So, I am looking forward to and I, I'm looking forward to season 8 because if it's the last season, they got to hit it out of the park. Kind of like what Arrow did. Arrow did that with Crisis, which is what Flash probably might have to have might have to work with something. Um, I do hope that, like, at the end, and, and, a, and a buddy of mine talked about this, I wish that the Flash would t- uh, become the lightning bolt. If he becomes the lightning bolt and give it to Barry, that would be um, phenomenal, and I, I would be excited to see that, so we'll see. We'll just have to wait and see. All right. Now, moving on to Batwoman. Um... I'm not going to be talking about the episode, but we're going to talk about Luke Fox's journey. And this is what I'm really excited for because we, um, the actor who plays Luke Fox, he posted on his Instagram of his new suit. He posted his new suit, his Batwing suit. He's finally going to become Batwing. And I'm so excited to see this. I'm very excited because I feel like Luke really carries the show. I, I, I really do. Besides Ruby Rose. I, I, I Don't get me wrong. I love Ruby Rose. Ruby Rose uh, as Batwoman was uh, phenom- phenomenal. But now that they're fi- going to be adapting to Kate Kane um, with... Um, ooh, I forgot her name. Wallace Days. I, I forgot her name. I don't know if I got it correctly. Um, but with a new actress playing Kate Kane. And, and I saw the promo... I saw the promo for her. She has some mannerisms of Kate Kane, and I'm really excited to see that. So, uh, uh, and then Luke Fox seeing his suit. I, I will admit, when I saw the suit, I-, I feel like with his helmet off, he looks pretty cool. He looks really cool. With the helmet on, it, it really looks pretty bulky. But I, I feel like they they try to you know keep his hair like like you know his his head fit. Um, I wonder if it was just the pictures. I think it's just the pictures that like make it make his head a little bit weird. I feel like it's gonna look much better when 
um, when they're shooting it like in film and I'm really excited I wonder how they're gonna explain how he's gonna fight <laughs> because if I recall, I don't remember him having any fight training, but maybe the suit, maybe the suit will be like, I'm smart enough to like, you know, build this suit and have like this combat. I don't know. Like have some combat mode, but we'll just have to wait and see. And let's see, uh, moving on from the Arrowverse, um, we have the Bad Batch episode seven. And this one, I am... I am glad they finally went in th- this direction because they explain who Trace and uh, I forgot her name. Um. Oh my God, I forgot. I forgot. I forgot her name. The older sister, Rafa. Rafa. Rafa and Trace. They contacted this person. I don't know how. Probably Ahsoka gave uh, gave the contacts, but we did see Rex. We're gonna. Uh, we saw Rex in this episode, so he tra- he tracked down um, the Bad Batch, and I-, I was like, okay, now we get to see more of like how they're gonna move forward, and I really like how what they're doing, and that is going to an old Star Cruiser, um, an old ship, and then they were going to the medical bay. So that they could remove the inhibitor chips, and they finally, and they finally did um, what I was hoping they would do, because I don't want to have another issue where Rex, not Rex, um, Wrecker, Wrecker, when he is having this his headaches, and we finally see the the dangers of it. And Omega, at first, Omega said, like, oh, it, it's dangerous, uh, dangerous, what if they won't survive? And then Hunter was like, it's gonna be even more dangerous if we leave them in there. And the thing is, Omega should know better, um, should know better about, like, cause she, she knows what the inhibitor chips does, but she's like, oh, it's gonna be painful, but, you know, Wrecker almost killed her, so, so... I like how, like, this episode was, like, there's no particular villain. There was no particular villain in this episode. However, they have, um, the moments where they have to stop Wrecker in order to be like, okay, now we are convinced that we need to remove these inhibitor chips. And they did talk about the dangers of it, but they survived, you know, successfully, and they removed it, so... I'm very excited to what they're going to do now. I really want to see how they're going to move forward with Crosshairs. Because now that Crosshairs... Like, like, what has he done? Like, we focus more on the Bad Batch, which is what the show is all about. Don't get me wrong. However, I feel like they fell off a little bit, like, in a few episodes. I feel like it was just, like, the adventure of the week. I, 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 like, I did discuss this, uh, about why I love the Clone Wars, is because you have, th- like, th- three or four episodes to talk about a certain adventure. I like that. Um, it gives, more, like, more, how you should say, something to look forward to, like, a weekly, and see how a story is concluded, so, I wish we see more of Rex, I wonder if... I think Rex is gonna 
going to find um, um, more clones, the clones that we saw in Rebels, uh, and join his crew. So we'll just have to wait and see. All right. Now, let's move on to the main topic of the day, and that is the season premiere, or the series premiere of Loki. Now, I wasn't looking forward to this, not because of, I, I feel like I felt the same with every every Marvel show so far. With WandaVision, I was like, okay, I'll go check it out, and then I, I, I enjoyed it. Um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I did not know what, not, I did not know what to expect, I wasn't, like, I had the same feeling, and then, and then I watched it, I enjoyed it, and it's the same thing with, with Loki as well, Loki, I, I wasn't expecting, uh, I wasn't, like, I wasn't hyped for this show, now that I watch this first episode, I'm like more invested, and I feel like there's gonna be so many theories, so many like continuity errors, maybe like it's talking about. But this was just a fun, but also I, what I love about this sh- the show is like you know it's the MCU, you know that um, you know that like uh, we're in this world, but there's like barely any action really. It's more about dialogue, and that's what I like about this show. Um, you see Loki after getting the Tesseract and end up in the Gobi Desert, and then you see the 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 time uh, the TVA the TVA found Loki, and then like they're gonna put him on trial for like ruining the timeline and and so on and so forth, and it's kind of like, it's basically timeline jail, or so, pleading guilty, that sort of thing, but Loki, what I like about this, this episode is the moments with Loki and Owen Wilson's character, uh, Agent, oh my god, I forgot his name, Owen Wilson, Owen Wilson, (laughs) I'll just call him Owen Wilson for now, and then I'll remember his 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 name later. Those uh, the dialogue between between those two was really really interesting, and especially for for Owen Wilson, like to do a, a role like this. We see him mostly do comedy, and of course, we we did see him some drama and whatnot. We see a balance of those two, of the two things. There is some comedy in there, but also there is like this. You see him grow as an actor in this episode. So I like him, him talking to Loki and just like, are you? Do you like hurting people? That was like the main question. Like, do you like hurting people? And and Loki was just like, look, I have, I have no time for this. Like, I, I just need to, I need to get back to where I was so I can fulfill my role as king. And then as time goes on, like through the episode, we did see that Loki see his, his past, his, the present and the future. He saw his future of Thanos killing him. And that was... If that made him feel like, okay, this is a lot bigger than I thought it would. And then when he finally get the Tesseract, 
when he finally got the Tesseract out of a drawer, out of a drawer, um, and seeing all those Infinity Stones in that drawer, and those are Infinity Stones from different timelines, and they're like, oh yeah, we just use those Infinity Stones, uh, we just use them as paperweight, that was like, like, Loki was like, the thing that he believed is the strongest power in the universe, and now he, he sees the TVA as like, something much grander than that, it's like his whole world changed, and then when he went back into the interrogation room, and then he finally talks to, uh, Agent Kobe, I don't know, I, I do apologize, but anyways, Loki said he doesn't like hurting people, it's the illusion, you know, it's the illusion of everything, he feels like they are just the illusions and and it's just out of his way to his journey towards um, the throne. And I'm like, wow, so many MCU characters from like WandaVi- like WandaVision to Falcon and Wonder Soldier and now this, they, they, y'all need therapy. <laughs> There's a lot of therapy in this. So, I really loved um, this first episode, and what I like about it is what we're moving forward with this episode. And by the way, my favorite scene is uh, the D.B. Cooper scene. Loki is D.B. Cooper, so they just unsolved that mystery. So, if you don't know, uh, D.B. Cooper is like this unsolved mystery about this man who hijacked a plane, um, wanting some money, and saying like, oh, there's a bomb. So, and then he jumped out of the plane. So, so Loki is D.B. Cooper. So that's actually pretty interesting. It's like, um, it's, it's funny to see that, that mystery quote unquote unsolved. I mean like, um, solved. So yeah, but what I really looking forward to is this new, this new character that the TVA is, um, trying to catch and they claim that Loki is the one who's causing all this, but they didn't show quote unquote uh, Loki's face. I wonder if it's going to be a female Loki or a different iteration of Loki because we've seen versions of Loki from different timelines or different worlds. So I wonder if this Loki is going to be a female. I I'm betting it it might be a female and probably uh, an actress that we probably know and that's going to be the big reveal so I'm very excited to see where the show is going to go Um, out of out of all the season premieres I feel like or series premieres out of the three Loki was by far interest by far interesting um, a great start to a series, so I'm really looking forward to it, so, uh, stay tuned for more of Loki and Bad Batch, like, you know, all these other updates, um, in the next episode of My Culture Mind. Anyways, that is it for today. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this podcast, click follow whatever podcast services you are listening this to. Share this podcast to anyone you know. It really means a lot. It really helps a lot. And until next time, so long, farewell, take care, bye-bye.